something about the Halloween theme song makes you just want to kick through a wall, doesn't it? Gets <laughs> me <laughs> oh. <he> pumped. <laughs> <sighs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're back, witches. Or bitches, whichever. <laughs> oh. So, you know me. I'm Crystal. I'm Natalie. This is Two Moms and the F-Bomb. So, we've got some recordings to do today. For the entire month of Halloween, we are we October. Are what yes. the fuck ever? <laughs> it is Halloween month. It is. Yes. Spooky season. That's right. Finally. But for people like us, it's Halloween every day. This Absolutely. is just like our our big moment. This well, is you spotlight. see my office and some of the yes. shit that stays up in here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um. So yeah. This um, is this is clearance home decor season. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and for those of you that are actually out, like, Christmas decoration, shopping mm -hmm. before Halloween, we don't like you. Shopping, <laughs> I'm sorry. We love everybody, but yeah. Let it be Halloween first. Shit. Dollar stores will have Halloween shit on one side of the aisle and you got Christmas on the other. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't particularly care. I think everybody should be able to have their enjoyment, whatever. But I do get, I'm not going to lie, when I have to, when I'm tripping over Christmas stuff trying to get to the Halloween section, it is a bit of an annoyance. I care. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let uh, us weird people have our spooky season. That's right. Before y'all get too fucking jolly. <clears throat> that's right. With ho, 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 Merry Christmas. And before Mariah Carey thaws from her fucking ice cube to come out with the whole what the fuck ever shit she sings. Everything. She sings everything. <sighs> um, if I sound a little more loud, it's because we have another microphone. We do. Shout out to my sister, Melody. For surprising me with the microphone. I, she didn't clarify, though, if it was for me or if it was for one of our dogs or cats that like to be so vocal. But yeah. I, I'm stealing it for the time being. Usethebomb.com. That's the right. The down here eating his ass. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> what a way. All right. So we're going <laughs> to we're gonna get past all this. And, uh, Are we? Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be an interesting episode. This is going to be an interesting month. And it's not sure. hot outside no, right now. No, it's just, we're, y'all know how animals get really excited when the weather cools off and they just start kind of bugging out? That's kind of like me and Crystal are today. It's chilly. It's brisk. It's going to be 40 degrees tonight. We don't know what to do with ourselves. So it's going to be a little wild today, probably. We are in a much better mood than I think last time yes. when we recorded. Yes. We were kind we were of dead. We were out of it last time. Yeah, yeah. Well, this episode, we get to talk about one of my most favorite things ever, and that's horror movies. I love horror. Oh my God, I'm obsessed, and I had to really limit the list because I could have taken this so much further, and so I just kept it as the more popular ones, but these are all going to be like Horror movies that are actually based on true events, true stories, what they're based on. The movies that are allegedly cursed, we're going to go over that. And the list was pretty long, but I kept it. I knew all of them, but a lot of people wouldn't have known what I was talking about with some of them. So I just kept it as like the most popular ones. But if y'all want to look for more... There's tons of different ones out there you can look into. And also, this is going to have some spoiler alerts because if you haven't seen any of these movies, 
it's probably gonna tell you what the movie's about, how it ends, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, so I mean, if, if you mention, like, the, <clears throat> the uh, title of the movie, and you have not seen it, then yeah. just skip over that part so yeah. you're not kind of, you know, spoiled on that. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have some trigger warnings. With warnings. <laughs> My country's falling out. Warning. We uh, always got some trigger warnings <laughs> going on because we cuss a lot. Um, but Shudder, I think I'm gonna download that app. Yeah. For TV because it shows nothing but scary. It's a good movies. It's a good one, but a lot of them are some that are they make, and some of the ones that they make are okay. They're not bad, but they're just not my favorite all the time. But they do have. Is a slasher on there or something? The series. Yeah. That that is on Netflix. Oh. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. I think I've seen, like, the first season of it, and then I haven't seen anything else. It's okay. And it's not. I got into it at first, and then I quickly started having, I I didn't like it anymore, but um, some of the scenes got pretty brutal. They were disturbing. Yeah. I don't don't like any horror movies that has any form of sexual violence whatsoever. I refuse to watch those. And so, later seasons come on, it has that, and I don't, I don't watch those. But, um... Anyway, these are going to talk about some real events, violence, uh, graphic nature, crimes. I mean, there's a trigger warning on these. The things that are they're based on in real life are, yeah. are pretty rough. So just don't, don't listen look. in front of your kids. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be anyway because we get kind of. Or rowdy. if you're sensitive, <laughs> please don't be a sensitive bitch. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh, this is silly. We're silly. Um, all right. So the first one we're going to start with on this one is The Exorcist. The original? The original Exorcist. This is one of the most successful horror movies of all time. It's the main one that started the big satanic panic in the 1980s. Um, it's inspired by the real-life tale of a boy from Maryland, given the false name Roland Doe, to protect his real identity. Roland was believed to be possessed, and history was... Oh! (laughs) We're doing it great today! (laughs) I can't talk today! His story is, is very heavily documented. There's... There's a lot of research and background on this, yeah. but um, it all took place in the 1940s. He went through extensive medical treatment um, and then was sent through the Catholic Church for an actual exorcism, which then turned into dozens of exorcisms. The notes of this event were then found by the author, William Peter Blatty. He changed the main character from a boy to a girl wrote a novel called The Exorcist, and the rest is history. So it was, in fact, based on the story of a boy, boy, not a girl. But all of this was allegedly documented, or most of it was documented. Um, The film itself was banned from many theaters and caused many reactions when watched, reports of illness, medical emergencies, people fainting, like it really messed people up when they went to the movie theaters to see it because this was the 70s was kind of a wild time for horror anyway. Oh, yeah. It was to me 70s horror is a lot worse than current day. Some of their horror. their 
graphics. Yes. You know, like this whole in like in The Exorcist with Regan like this the pea soup mm-hmm. vomit mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. They got they were but they were extremely explicit. Like their their original because there's a lot of horror movies that have been remakes from the seventies and they had to dial it down a couple of notches for the remakes just because the seventies were so graphic. But to, in today's <laughs> world you know mm-hmm. everything is a whole cancel culture type yeah. thing so everybody wants to whine and complain and yeah da, 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 they don't know good shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see um this is one of the films that is listed to be cursed um the film itself it was said to be cursed due to sudden deaths during and soon after the filming there was many unexpected, unexplained accidents and injuries during and after, including including a fire that burned down the actress Linda Blair, who played Reagan. Oh, there's Liberty barking. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, guys. <laughs> the actress Linda Blair, who played Reagan, her home was bur- burnt to the ground by a bird flying into the circuit box. Well. Yeah. Told you birds are man birds mean business (laughs) (laughs) linda blair suffered terrible back injuries due to improper malfunction as well so in the scene where she's thrashing and flailing in the bed and it's got her kind of lifted up in the air and all that stuff she was actually on a machine making her do that and it malfunctioned oh and it the screams that she's doing in the movie were real she was actually in excruciating pain she was scared to death and that's all real. So they kept that because it was so authentic. But she really did get pretty hurt. Oh, man. Um, Ellen Burstyn, the, oh, the I lady. Love Ellen Burstyn. Yes, she plays the mother of Reagan. She also had injuries that were sustained um, to her back. And then there was another actor that suffered a broken jaw. Um, God. This movie has had several spinoffs several sequels and there's a reboot that's set to be released sooner it may have already been released actually i know they've got a new exorcist type movie it's got the two girls Mm -hmm. in it or whatever i want to see that Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i know they had a a prequel at some point they've had several like a, a a second one, a third. I watched the third one the other day, actually. Plus, they've got like all the exorcism of yeah. Emily Rose, exorcism yes. of whatever. Um, the Pope's Exorcist. Yes, I love that movie. That that nothing to compared so to be you know to yeah. the Exorcist, but that was yeah, that was a good one. I liked that. I did yes. too. I enjoyed it. It was fun. That was a fun movie. <clears throat> Look, I have my obsession with horror movies is year round, and I have got such a system in place. It's ridiculous, but I have certain movies that I watch for different seasons, for different holidays, for different times of the year. And I only have certain specific horror movies that I'll watch in October. I have a whole system. I have a problem is what I have. But, (laughs) you know. But I have my summertime horror movies. I have my, I even have some for Thanksgiving. I don't care. I'm just going to watch them. Easter, all of them. Um, The next one is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yes. Yes. This is inspired by the real-life murderer and body mutilator, Ed Gein, Mm -hmm. as well as the infamous Texas serial killers, Elmer Wayne Henley and Dean Cole, who lured and killed boys from Houston in the early 1970s. So, creepy people. Creepy people. I love it. Yes. Now, what really throws me off, though, and... I don't know if it was the original, maybe the second one. I don't know. The one that Matthew McConaughey played in. 
just fucked me up because that was you know the you can't third really one, third or fourth one actually. It's like why do you take <clears throat> people that play like good mm-hmm. in in movies as the good guy and then all of a sudden you put him as a bad guy and it just fucks mm-hmm. him up from then on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's crazy about that is I don't even remember. He was pretty big during that time when he played that, I would think. I think he was fairly big. He's not, I don't think he was as big as he is now. No. But even, it had even uh, Renee Zellweger in it, and I couldn't believe that. I was like, what? I think the only movie that maybe did not fuck somebody up was um, Keanu Reeves when he played in The Watcher. Yeah. Being the little creeper dude. Yeah. He's just badass. Yeah, I love Keanu Reeves. Shout out. We'd love to meet him. I just think he'd be cool to hang out with. Yes. He's like so down to earth and he's not like all the other. Humble. Yeah. Very. He just seems very kind. But he could could be a freak too. I don't know. We don't know. They're actors. They're good at what they do. He's badass and John Wick. (laughs) That's right. Are we still on Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, we're done with it. Well, hold on. Okay. Let's not finish that one yet. Okay. So, the most recent one that they did back. Well, I say most recent. It's probably been about ten years ago. Yeah, there's you know, been when some they, since then. When they filmed it out at Camp Mendon. Yeah, Brent was actually there. He was doing security. It was awesome because mm-hmm. I was working, you know, at the sheriff's department. Plus, I was working at the diner mm-hmm. um, part time, and we were closing. But I got stuck there because they closed off because they were recording. Yeah. And shit. So I got to meet all of them. That was oh, like the wow. scene, like in the whenever they pick up the hitchhiker dude yeah. that ended up stealing from him. If you haven't saw it, sorry, but you should. Um, yeah, that scene or whatever. That's so I got to meet. That's the one that has where he meets his, where he has a sibling, like where or the girl is related to him. Isn't it the one where it's got the girl in it and she yes. tracks him down? Okay, the That's girl what... that plays Rowan in yes. uh, Mayfair Witches, and yes. I love her and I love that okay. that series too. But yes. Um, that's the one. So I met all of them out there that night and got to watch them film the scene, you know, like while they were getting gas and the snacks and they almost hit that dude in the pouring rain and wow. shit like that. So that was, it was interesting. That's awesome. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one is um, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Oh, that's a good movie. Yes, it's a good movie. It is a real story. Yeah. And, um, actually... Not too far from us. Right. This is about a mass killer in the spring of 1946 who stalked, terrorized, murdered people in the town of the cities of Texarkana, which is Texas and Texarkana, Arkansas. It's, like, right there together. Um, within a 10-week span. The killer assaulted eight people, murdering five of them. Like the Zodiac killer, most of the murders took place near Lover's Lanes. The two survivors of attacks could only describe the attacker as six foot, six feet tall with a pillowcase with eye holes cut out. After investigating nearly 400 suspects, the case went cold and the killer has never been caught. While the movie killings are heavily dramatized, fictionalized, the story itself did happen. The film was made in 1976 and then there was, they did a remake in 2014. But the 1976 film is screened in Texarkana every year on Halloween. I have a story with this one. I actually, I have an aunt. She's married to my mom's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother wrote, like lived in Texarkana during this time. That's. And she, I, she said it was a very tense time. They oh, I can imagine. Everybody was scared. Nobody left their house after dark anymore. It was a big, big deal. 
And so I, I didn't know that it was really a, a thing until I heard her talk about it. And I was like, wow, that's, that really actually happened. Yeah. She said, yeah. Because that's so, like the 2014 film yeah. isn't actually based. It is, but it's not right. really based on the actual events. It's basically based off the movie mm-hmm. that was recorded in the 70s, what, 70s yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, Peter Patter of... <laughs> the feet. Let's say the Amityville horror. The truest That's a good one too. Yeah, the truest story, the truest story, horror story that happened in the home at 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York, is that on November 13th, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. shot and killed his parents, brothers and sisters, annihilating his entire family while they slept. He confessed to the murders, but pled insanity during his trial. He did not win the insanity plea and was convicted of six counts six counts of second-degree murder. He died in prison in March 2021. Maybe they should have called it exorcist. <laughs> right. Um, one year after the murders, the home was bought by George and Kathy Lutz and moved in with their three children. The family fled the home in the middle of the night. 28 days later, after claiming they had been experiencing an increasingly malevolent haunting. The family's story was then published into a book, The Amityville Horror, which was then made into the original 1979 film and has led to a remake in its own franchise. Many believe the Lutz family story was a hoax, and the home has been blessed by numerous priests priests and investigated by countless paranormal researchers and investigators, including Ed and Lorraine Warren. There is, yes. I didn't realize that they were yeah. part of that. Yes, they. And some of the things that Lorraine Warren herself has actually said about it was that that was one of the most evil houses that she's ever stepped inside. Do you want um, to go and investigate? I'm a paranormal investigator. <laughs> you can take Brent with you. I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like let him sleep. You know. Um, there is no mention of the original film being cursed, but the remake in 2005 had its fair share of strange and dark occurrences. So we're talking about the Ryan Reynolds remake. Um, See, another good actor that they made yeah. play someone evil. Yeah. Um, it left many to speculate curses and hauntings and evil said to be surrounding the home. A body of a fisherman washed up on the shore of the set. Ryan Reynolds inexplicably, inexplicably woke up the same time his character did in the movie throughout the entirety of filming. So, he he would wake up at 3 a.m. constantly, all the time. Freaky. Yeah. Also, the real George Lutz dropped dead four weeks before the film premiered. Coincidence? No. Perhaps. Absolutely um, not. I have read several things about the Amity Horror, Amityville Horror House. And it's considered one of the most well-known, most popular haunted houses in the United States. But so many people have have said that it has been debunked. I've watched the documentaries. I've watched the documentaries about the the Lutz family and the son that grew up there. And he swears that real things happened there, but it wasn't necessarily all paranormal. It was just a bad home life, basically. But there's there's a lot of different stories, and the people that live there now have never had a single issue whatsoever. Like the current owners, they've never seen anything, never heard anything, nothing. So I think it's just a mystery in itself. Probably. It just depends on who you talk to, I guess. I don't know. Your soul. That's <laughs> true. Previous um, owners may have had bad souls. May have, or it could have had an issue. 
and that's what happened with the original dude is he was there was some evilness going on there and I mean it could be anything. Oh yeah. Uh bad vibes. <laughs> Poltergeist. Oh. This is one of my favorites. I like poltergeist, but let me say I have a fear of clowns. That is <laughs> not anything that ha you know that I hide from anybody. Not fucking clown. Mm-hmm. Looking at that kid and then drags him under the bed fucked me up as a kid. Yeah, smiling the whole time is doing good. Yes, anyway. Brent hates clowns, too. He yeah. hates them. I'm not super fond of them, but I'm, I can deal with them. I can I deal can. with them it's a like lot better. It's like they're hiding than... their real identity, mm-hmm. and it just, it's creepy. Yeah. Let's see. John Wayne Gacy. Yes. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) And I think that's another reason clowns are so creepy is it's like you automatically think that. Well, it. Yeah. That nope. Yeah. Art the Clown. Terrifier. (laughs) I still haven't made it through those. Anyway. Poltergeist. This cult classic is based on (coughs) the real story of James and Lucille Herman of Long Island, New York in 1958. The Herman family reported real poltergeist activity when they moved into the new home, such as bottle caps popping off the bottles at random. (laughs) Yes, for opening my beer. (laughs) Um, Bookshelves falling over for no reason. Fuck them books. (laughs) (laughs) They eventually had a priest come to bless the house, which then seemed to make matters worse and seemingly caused the activity to become more terrifying. Many consider Poltergeist. (laughs) I can't talk. Um, Many consider Poltergeist to be a truly cursed movie as well. Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann, died Mm -hmm. at just age 12 from complications of a bowel obstruction. So they thought that she had um, Crohn's and they were treating her for Crohn's, but that's not at all what she had. And she ended up septic and died. There's a lot of, I say a lot. She was a great little actress, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful little girl. Um, there's been talk, you know, with, and how there is like now with Hollywood mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And the sexual predators mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And some of the directors and everything. There's been talk of, of that particular person that directed that movie, mm-hmm. Poltergeist or whatever, that was grooming her, basically, oh, wow. and that could have been a cause of her bowel obstruction wow. causing her to die, but yep, yeah, that's a whole different, anyway. Wormhole, yeah. yeah. There's also, when they're talking about the curses of this, as we're going to get into, you know, there's, it's almost like a foreboding um, feeling, and it's like once you look at the watch the movie and you see the signs and the symbolism in the background, it kind of, it's a creepy, eerie feeling. Like yeah. There's a poster in the background of the bedroom of one of them that says the year 1988. And it wasn't 88 at that time. It was a different time. But 88 is when I want to say Carol Ann actually died was in 1988. And it was almost like a foreboding, like yeah, a, somewhere a in sem- the beginning, like yeah. in January of 88 <clears throat> or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Dominique Dunn, who played Dana, the sister, the older sister with the brown hair. Uh-huh. Um, she was the one that came out and flipped off the construction workers. <laughs> she died at age 22 when her ex-boyfriend strangled her to death. Yeah. 
Uh, many believe the curse is linked to the real human skeletons that were used as props during filming. Idiots. Yes. You don't fuck with real skeletons. Right. And a lot of people have said that that's a hoax. That's not real. But it has been proven that that's what happened because at the time... Real human skeletons were cheaper to obtain than the plastic ones like that we have now. Oh, well. And in all states except for just a few, like Louisiana is one, and I want to say Tennessee, and then there's like one other one. We are the only states that do not allow you to have human skeletons in your possession for any reason whatsoever. Damn, there's my Halloween decoration. I know. I I already looked into it. (laughs) I'd already looked into it. I just, I don't... (laughs) Yeah, you know. Anyway. Some people just gotta fuck it up for everybody. <laughs> I know. I know. I could have a real skeleton in my curio cabinet right now. and but no. Or just hanging out in the front yeah. yard for Halloween or yeah. year-round, whichever. Um, actress Jo Beth Williams, the mom. Yeah. Her reaction in the pool was real fear. That was her real re- reaction because she had not been told about the use of these real skeletons in the pool scene. She just... She had no idea, and they didn't tell her until right as she got in there. And so, when they were popping up at her, and she is just hysterical, that is all authentic. I think I would have been, too. Yeah. 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 Um, she also claimed to have strange events that te- took place in her own home during filming, as pictures hanging around her home seemed to move on their own. Um, and several other just really weird things took place in her own apartment. Um. Let's see, 53-year-old Will Sampson suffered kidney failure and passed away as well. He was an indigenous um, person. He was in the movie in a quick little part of it. I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one, but um, he was an actor, um, and he had made multiple movies, but his his death isn't talked about nearly as much as Carol Ann's yeah. or the sisters, and I felt like it was important to put that in there. But um, Poltergeist did become a franchise as well, and ki- the girl that played Carol Ann played Carol Ann through the the entire franchise yeah. until the remake. But she, the third one, she is it took place right before she passed away. I and think they were almost finished <laughs> filming that whenever she did pass away. Yeah. Well, you could tell in that one she just didn't look normal. She looked she looked ill. She looked puffy and. Um, stuff like that, and I think that that when you have any kind of um, illness affecting your intestines, yeah, you do tend to get puffy. That's why when I got sick, I was I looked like my head was a watermelon more than normal. <laughs> uh, Friday the thirteenth. I was Which exci- is next Friday. I know. I'm so excited. Today, by the way, is what is today? October seventh. <laughs> yes. Um. I'm really excited because Friday the 13th falls in October this year. And then I had no idea that this was based on real stories at all. And I felt like I was pretty knowledgeable in this stuff. But I this one surprised me. It is inspired by one of the grisliest unsolved cases in Finnish history. On, <laughs> that makes me want to kick through a wall, too. I love it. I love it. Um... June 4th, 1960, two teenage couples went camping at Lake Bodum in southern Finland. Between 4 to 6 a.m. the following day, three of the teenagers were stabbed and bludgeoned to death. The killer attacked them through the wall of the tent rather than going inside or forcing the victims to leave the tent. 
The surviving teen, 18-year-old, was found outside of their tent with stab wounds and a broken jaw. He stated the group had been attacked by someone dressed in black with bright red eyes. Hmm. Well, they sure made the movie like totally somebody different right. that had overalls and a damn ski mask or uh, hockey mask. Yeah. Well, I mean, first he started off with a, a oh a potato sack, a burlap sack over his head. True. Um, but theories about the the murders include the survive, surviving teen. Nils Gustafsson being the murderer, even though, like, his that was his name. A lot of people thought he was the murderer, although personal items were taken from the scene and those along with the murder weapons were never found. So they could they didn't have anything to link him if he really was a suspect. All that just disappeared. Um, a Finnish slasher movie, Lake Bodom, was made in 2016. It was also inspired by the case. I'd never even heard. I thought it was Crystal Lake. Yeah, it is Camp Crystal Lake. Gotcha. But in the Finnish movie, they called it Lake Bodom because it's about Lake Bodom. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what inspired Friday the Thirteenth, and I had no idea there was any inspiration. I just thought it was just a slasher flick. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. That is interesting. I feel like the I feel like the eighteen year old did it personally. Probably <clears throat> he wouldn't get none. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know what they were doing, and if he was saying. Somebody, this was back in the what years? 60s. Well, so there very well could have been um, a lot of acid. Yeah, a lot of things. Marijuana. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Back on Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Um, and Spider. <laughs> in Spidered. <laughs> yeah. What is happening to me today? Um, do, do we need a break? <laughs> I, no, I'm good. Um. <laughs> I think it's the cold weather. I just, I don't even know. Um, it's inspired by an article that was found in the Louis, at the Los Angeles Times, LA Times, that Wes Craven had read. It was about an, a Cambodian family coming to America to escape mass genocide in the killing fields. Um, they made it to the U.S. and all was fine until the young boy and his family, and the young boy from the family began to be just terrified to go to sleep. Like, he just, he didn't want to sleep at all. Um, he felt if he slept, he would be killed by something chasing him in his dreams. He forced himself to stay awake for days at a time, and eventually he died in the middle of a nightmare. So, while he was in the middle of a horrible nightmare, he, he passed away. Um, there were three other articles about unexplained deaths of those from... Cambodia. None of these articles connected the deaths together, even though they were all eerily similar. The last of the men dying in their sleep was found with a Mr. Coffee Maker in his closet and discarded sleeping pills he never took. So, in the movie where you're seeing everybody running around with coffee pots and all their bottles of no-dos, that's where that came from, too. Interesting. Um, after more reports of these deaths occurring and studies done, they eventually gave this phenomenon the name Sudden Unexplained Nocturnal Death Syndrome, SUNS for short. So it's a real thing. Which hmm. makes that movie even more creepy. Because that's one of the reasons why Freddy is such a terrifying character is because he gets you in your sleep. Yeah. And then to find out it's based on events that are equally as creepy. But was he ever mentioned? I mean, I know if the boys weren't sleeping at night because somebody was chasing them, did they ever mention, 
or describe. I think a lot of it what? was like was trauma from them leaving where they were at. It was a horrible. Possibly. It was it was genocide, yeah. and there was a lot of killing and stuff. And so it's probably severe PTSD um, linked with like a psychosis of sorts. And or then we like just that. make the movie, and, and then we he, just yeah. yeah, he threw in a really creepy character. And um, I like I forget the one that like the re- prequel mm-hmm. um, of this that's got Nicolas Cage in it now. Mm-hmm. It looks interesting, um, for the most part. Mm-hmm. You just have to watch the trailer to it. I'm going to watch it just to say I watched it. It doesn't look like it's a horror like Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. or Nightmare on Elm Street, but, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. We've got Child's Play. And fuck Chucky, because <laughs> I don't do dolls at all. I, I do not do them. No. If, uh-uh. I have been watching the Chucky series, and I love it. And they just released season three, and so I have to catch up on that tomorrow. But I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been it's been really cool because they have gone through the entire Me. Chucky universe, and they've gotten characters out of every single movie, even the ones that were just awful and didn't weren't successful. Yeah. They still grabbed characters out of all of them, and they're all integrated. And into I've this seen series. the Chucky series, have you know, you? but yeah, oh, yeah. I, love it. I mean, I love scary movies and uh, everything. I just I will not do like clowns. I don't mm-hmm. fuck with clowns. There's just no way in hell. Um. Same with dolls. Don't. Nobody know. in my house likes dolls. Well, I mean, like, the baby does. But You've got that creepy doll at your house. I have several creepy dolls at my house. I've got doll body parts in my house. For well, that's a whole that different thing. But that <laughs> one particular doll with the Bible, apparently, that she needs for <laughs> I don't know what reasons. Yeah, I knew. Well, I looked up that doll online to see... And I found what it was and what it was called and what year it was made and all that stuff. It did not come with a Bible. So, wherever that Bible came from, somebody put it with that doll for a reason. Those women said (laughs) she had to have her Bible and it had to stay with her. Something is wrong with that doll. (laughs) Well, I've got her. Sage sage and gibberish. I did sage her when I first got her. I did do that. (laughs) But she's up in my curio cabinet just staring at everybody just like, hey, how you doing? Oh, so now she's like Annabelle. That's better. She's in there, (laughs) along with the whole closet full of other creepy dolls I have. Um, She's going to end up being like a Mr. Potato Head and just attaching extra body parts, (laughs) just walking through the fucking house with a knife. (laughs) And she's got this just overly happy smile, too, so it makes it that much more Creepy smile. (laughs) There's a difference between a happy smile or overly happy and creepy. (laughs) The bitch is creepy. But anyway... (coughs) Child's Play. Inspired by the events and stories surrounding the haunted Robert doll. If y'all don't know anything about the Robert doll, you need to check him out. He's a really cool doll. My buddy. We're going to go over him just a little bit, but you need to you need to look into him and watch the documentaries on him. He's pretty wicked. Um, in the 1900s, a doll was gifted to a young boy named Eugene Robert Otto. The doll allegedly terrorized the boy as well as anyone else that inherited it. It went down the line. Like, it's it's been owned by a lot of different people. It's um, kind of like a Ouija board. You don't yeah, burn it. Yeah. It's going to come back. Yes. Um, it's now displayed in a museum <coughs> with claims of demonic possession along with spirit, a spe- special set of rules that must be followed while viewing to prevent evil from following you home. And you have to respect these rules if you don't. Like, everybody that did not take it seriously that has gone to the museum 
have all come back and said, this is what's happened to me. This is what's taken place. And they all think that it's linked and they go back and they apologize and they offer like gifts and things like that. It's, it's or they made, call an exorcist. <laughs> or they call an exorcist. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Robert the Doll is displayed in Key West, and the staff all have reported various experiences, including its ever-changing facial expressions, giggling coming from the doll, and movement. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm going to find another job. Because <laughs> I'm not watching no doll in a case that <laughs> smiles or watches me walk by. Yeah, I'm, 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 I don't think I could do that either. No. Um, Silence of the Lambs. The primary villain, Buffalo Bill, was inspired by not only Ed Gein, but also Philadelphia serial killer Gary Heidnick, who lured people into his van, brought them home to murder them, and kept their body parts in his refrigerator. He was also, also loosely based on Ted Bundy. Buffalo Bill made clothes out of human skin like Ed Gein. He captured his victims in his basement like Gary Heidnick. And lured them by using a fake plaster cast like Ted Bundy. Hannibal Lecter's character was based on Alfredo Baldi Trevino, who was known as the Wolfman of Nuevo Leon. A former physician from Monterey sentenced to death for murdering his lover Jesus Castillo Rangel and mutilating his body. He was also suspected of killing many hitchhikers in the late 1950s and early 1960s. Another man, Robert Maudsey, one of Britain's most brutal killers, now holds the record for the longest time in solitary confinement and has been named the Brain Eater by fellow inmates. He spends his life inside a bulletproof dungeon below Wakefield and is often theorized as inspiration for the Hannibal Lecter's character as well. It puts the lotion on the skin. (laughs) Or it gets the hose again. No, I'm kidding. I love that movie. I do too. God, I love that movie. I do too. Um, and that's where one of those um, Mandela effects mm-hmm. kind of come in with the whole, you know, hello, please. Mm-hmm. He said it. I, I know he did. My ass. I know he said it. Suckers. Let's see. Candyman. Candyman is very cool. I love this one too. Um, it's actually based on Clive Barker's short story, The Forbidden. What is it? Uh, Candyman. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Don't it say that. It is also tied to the real-life murder of a woman named Ruthie Mae McCoy. McCoy was killed by an intruder who entered her apartment through her bathroom mirror, which connected to the adjacent apartment. Now, I've seen the story to this, and it is creepy what actually happened and how it took place. I've seen a documentary on it, and it was disturbing if i go weird places like like if we go to a hotel or something mm-hmm. to stay which we don't travel very often but i'm checking mirrors yeah see if they open see if there's yes see if there's an opening or a way to push through or a breeze if, coming yeah, through it there's cameras anything um coincidentally the location chosen for filming the Candyman movie, mm-hmm. uh, the Cabrini Green Housing Project, was the actual site where this woman's murder took place. Oh my so gosh. it just so happened that the story that they had loosely based it on of a man coming out of the mirror to get you oh, was, yeah, we're, we're just gonna was record it here? filmed in the same place that it happened. Why not? That makes it <laughs> creepy in yes. itself. Yes, it does. Okay, Scream. 
Your favorite. It's it's one of my favorites. It's not so much my favorite anymore because Brenna has become obsessed with it, and she has watched it to the point that I'm just like, I never want to see Ghostface again. <laughs> um, but it is inspired and based on the murders committed by Danny Rowling, a.k.a. the Gainesville Ripper. Rawlings sent the community of Gainesville, Florida into terror as the serial killer committed a series of especially gruesome murders over the course of four days, including the murder of a family in Shreveport, Louisiana. I have a quick, abrupt thingy Mm -hmm. about that. So, when I worked for the timber company in Shreveport and we had a lady working for us Mm -hmm. there, she met him. The Gainesville murderer. And went and had coffee with (gasps) him. I think it was the morning of or the day before he murdered the family or whatever in Shreveport and had shot his dad or something. Mm -hmm. But she had no idea. Like, he moved, began going to their church and stuff is what she said. Um, Said he was a real nice, he was real nice. He was a gentleman, Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. And he asked her out for coffee and she said yes. He had asked her, I think, out for dinner or to go do something Mm -hmm. later that night but she had something else going on and she did not go oh and he had ended up murdering that shreveport family yeah he murdered a lot of people yeah that's who the that's who the film is 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 based on like that story um also in 1995 screenwriter actor was at his house, sitting and caught the Gainesville Ripper story on an episode of Tabloid News. So he was sitting on his couch. He saw the story. It creeped him out because he was alone and at home, and the writer tried to distract himself by calling a friend. Their conversation turned to horror, which in which scary movies they liked best. <laughs> he then wrote up a story after the phone call about a woman talking on the phone with a serial with a killer about scary movies, which then became the opening scene of the movie screen do you like scary movies um a year years later another tragic murder took place when cassie joe stoddard 16 years old was stabbed to death by two of her friends and classmates while she was house sitting at her aunt's home and alone in idaho they terrorized her throughout the evening by shutting off power to the home, trying to lure her into the basement, and crept through the home, alarming the animals that she was there caring for. That was why she was house-sitting. Um, when they realized she could not be lured to the basement, it's like it creeped her out. Her boyfriend had been there with her, and the lights had gone out while he was there. Yeah. And he knew she was nervous, and he had even asked his mom if she could come and like spend the night with her, or could he spend the night there with her? Um, and the mom said, no, that's not appropriate. We're not going to do that. And she was like, it's fine. I'm going to stay here. I promised my aunt that I was going to be here. So I'm going to stay. It's fine. So she was, she was trying to do the responsible thing. And, um, so her boyfriend left, she stayed the lights, bunch of weird stuff kept, kept happening. And she kind of did like I would do lights popped off. I'm not going to fucking check that out. Get we the salt. <laughs> we I'm not going to the basement to check this shit. No. That. I'll just sit here in the dark, dark with the animals. You yeah. know, no, I'm not her. moving. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> um, they recorded, let's say they recorded themselves and were videoing themselves. Um, like before leading up to it, they even did it afterwards, but um, they went after her since she couldn't be lured to where they were. They, yeah. they came into the house and attacked and killed her. Um, 
the teens had been prepping for months and had a death list with names of several people and friends. And she was their friend. They were all friends. They were all close friends. Went to school together. All yeah. this stuff. Um, they had the death list with names of several other friends. They compared themselves to the killers from Scream and talked about how the film had inspired them. The boys were quickly caught and current and are still currently in prison. They were given a mandatory life sentence without the possibility of parole and an additional 30 years to life each for being convicted of convicted of conspiracy to commit murder for the death list. So, yeah. but they stabbed that girl 30 times. Jesus. Just completely Christ. unnecessary. So, unfortunately, Scream got a bad rap because of yeah. this. It, <clears throat> the kids said that it inspired them. Whatever they were little, they were little psychopaths. Yeah, it wouldn't have taken a movie. It would have been it, anything. Yeah, you know. Um, so Just, that's why I refuse to say their name because I'm not giving them the spotlight. Sociopath, will, psychopath. Yeah. yeah. I said her name. I will not say their name. No, they don't deserve it. All right, Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. I like it's a movie, but it <laughs> would look the first time I watched that thing was back in 2006. I had, like, literally just had my first hysterectomy, okay? Oh, wow. And I think I was home by myself <sighs> watching this shit. And it came on. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this. Yeah, that was the wrong thing to do, especially when you've got fresh stitches all in your abdomen. Oh, God. And you jump. Yeah. And jerk because, you know, of the scare tap. Yeah, the jump mm -hmm. scares and shit and about rip everything out. Yeah. Yeah. That adds to it, huh? <laughs> Let's see. The plot was based on a real-life murder mystery that was featured on Unsolved Mysteries. I love Unsolved Mysteries. I still watch it. <laughs> All the old reruns. I still, and I still creep myself out watching it. Um, on Easter Sunday, April 15th, 1990s, si siblings Ray and Marie Thornton went for a drive. They noticed an aggressive man driving a truck with a particular license plate. They saw the truck and a few miles later at a church and noticed the driver looked like he was disposing of a body wrapped in a bloody sheet. The siblings called the police and it turned out they were right. The driver was Dennis DePew and he was getting rid of the body of his wife of 18 years, Marilyn DePew. Dennis died by suicide while being apprehended by the police. Now, trigger warning on this next part. Um, we will be talking about um, a little bit of pedophilia. Another hugely disturbing fact about this movie is the director, Victor Salva, is a convicted pedophile. The boy he was convicted of assaulting was a child actor from his first film, Clown House, in 1989. Despite filming the assault and having been convicted of this crime, Salva was given many more five total chances to not only make films but to also work with young actors i've read that mm -hmm. somewhere and completely forgot about it mm -hmm. yeah he uh evidently it was a common problem for him and he just still got to make movies so i hope he's been oh wow for all that now hold on a minute bear with me okay so we're going to talk about the conjuring franchise <laughs> 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 Sorry, we're cracking up because we went through this just a second ago and went through like three more and realized we weren't recording because we had paused for a moment. So that's that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> We're so good at our job. I'm glad you love us. <laughs> Fuck. I, I love us. All um, right. All right. So, The Conjuring franchise, every movie in The Conjuring universe all has a real story linked to it. Um, and they're all pretty much based on events involving Ed and Lorraine Warren yeah. in some way or, or another. Um, but we're just going to talk about a couple of them. We're not going to talk about the entire yeah. group of them because there's just too many. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as I said before, it's based on investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, who consulted on the Amityville horror case, as we talked about earlier. Um, they were also consulted and brought in to this real-life case that involved an allegedly haunted farmhouse in Rhode Island by the Perrin family. Lorraine Warren insists this haunting was real. A lot of people say it wasn't. Andrea Perrin, the oldest of the five sisters that had lived in the home, stated the Conjuring movie took some liberties with what actually happened, but that she had personally encountered a demon called Bathsheba. As it turns out, a woman named Bathsheba Sherman had lived in the house in the mid-1800s. So, um, as we were previously discussed, <laughs> um, yeah. with these, yes, they are going to, they're going to make things a little more dramatic. They're going to add stuff to it for entertainment values and purposes. But at the root of it, it's based on a true, true, event. true event. Yeah. <clears throat> Annabelle, another part of the Conjuring franchise, um, it's based on Ed and Lorraine Warren's paranormal investigations as well. They did investigate a haunted doll named Annabelle, and the doll became a famous draw to the couple's now-closed occult museum. And if anybody doesn't know Annabelle, it's based off the Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, from the movies, they use a different doll entirely, but in real life, it, it's a giant Raggedy Ann doll. My sister had one. Anybody whose grandma liked to sew typically had one because... They, I had one as yeah. a child. Um. They were very popular. Um, the story told in the Annabelle movie is almost a prequel to the real story <clears throat> of a nursing student and her roommate who were terrorized by the Raggedy Ann doll. They named Annabelle and is also lightly inspired by the Manson family. So, in the beginning of The Conjuring, it talks about the nurse, the nursing students that have the doll. So, that's kind of a prequel. And then the Annabelle movie itself, in the beginning of it, it talks about the murders of the occultic daughter that comes through and kills people. And that's what's based on the Manson family stuff. That is creepy. That's why I don't do dolls. <clears throat> yeah. Annabelle and Tricky. <laughs> the new besties. <laughs> um... <laughs> Psycho was inspired by murderer Ed Gein and the strange relationship with his mother. Many speculate this to be the root of the, and the reasoning of his killings. Um, his mother, his relationship with his mother was disturbing. It was very, she was very domineering. She wasn't a very nice person. She didn't let him have a life outside of home. He was a yeah. grown man. I'm talking like 40s. So coddled. Yeah, very coddled, very strict, told him what he could and could not do, wouldn't let him leave the house. Yeah, fuck that. It was almost like he was living with a wife instead of his mom. A very overbearing, it just, it was, it was an, a, a disturbing relationship. Yeah. And everybody thinks that that's why he kind of snapped and just started killing people and just doing weird shit with their bodies is because he just snapped. And that's what gave Psycho its, you know, yeah. inspiration. Um, the Shining. 
<laughs> Here's Johnny. <Yeah. laughs> the main character, played by Jack Nicholson, is based on Stephen King's own personal battle with alcoholism and aggression and the aggression it caused. Um, the Overlook Hotel was inspired by Stephen King's stay at the real life Stanley Hotel, which is known for being one of the most haunted hotels in the United States. I want to go. Yes, it is. It's serious over there. I, every documentary I've ever watched, every ghost hunter bullshit show I've ever watched, there's some stuff on there that you can stage as much as you want to, but some of that <coughs> stuff just can't be staged. There's some weird stuff that goes on in that place. That is like, um, um, oh, no, go ahead with, with The Shining. Um, Stephen King was inspired to write the book because of a nightmare he had while at the at the hotel, as well as the paranormal stories and grisly his, history of the hotel. Um, there's been fires there. There's been deaths there. There's just been a lot of weird shit that's happened through the years. King had wanted to stay to have the movie like filmed there. Um, however, the, the director, Stanley Kubrick, he... The director of The Shining was a monumental asshole. I don't know if anybody knows that or not, but he is the reason that Shelley Duvall quit acting. Oh, really? Yes. Her <clears throat> her entire experience on the set of The Shining was abusive and horrible, and she had a horrible time with that director. He was cruel to her. Damn. And that's what caused her to just completely break down and give up Hollywood entirely. Um I did see, though, the other day, she is actually going to play a little part in a little movie really? coming up soon. Yeah. Okay. And I'm excited to see her do that. Now, the sequel to that mm -hmm. is Dr. Sleep. Mm -hmm. Love it. I enjoyed that one. Love Rose the Hat. Mm -hmm. I've actually got the hat right there. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I enjoyed her that style. One. I mean, yeah. I know she was crazy and everything. She was cool. Sorry if you haven't seen Doctor Sleep. Um, she was. Yeah, she was. Very and cool. I loved her style. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a, a like a. It was like a Stevie Nicks vibe. Yeah, boho. Yeah. You know, hippie. I loved it. Yeah, I I really I was I was nervous about watching. I put it off for a long time because I don't I don't like remakes. I don't like sequels as much usually, but. I was I was pleasantly surprised by that one. I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. Um, the movie itself ended up being filmed in England, even though Stephen King wanted it to be done at the actual Stanley Hotel. Yeah. But, you know. We don't always get what we want. Oh, yeah. The birds. Man. <laughs> As we have discussed previously. and Ta-ka! <laughs> many times Ta before. I love birds. Birds do not love me. So, therefore, <laughs> I have an irrational fear of birds because every single experience I've had with a bird has not been a pleasant one. Um, this movie just really plays on that for me, and it makes it so much worse. Um, I don't, <laughs> I'm still not so certain that he didn't pick up some of the idea from that nursery rhyme we were talking about. Oh, my about, gosh. About the bird that pecked that woman's face off. Yeah. Um. This was actually based on a real event that took place where birds were causing havoc by being disoriented, aggressive, and would fly and ram themselves into homes and automobiles. It was later discovered by researchers that there was a toxin in the algae from where their water source was that caused amnesia, dys dysentory, dysentory, <laughs> 
it caused them to be confused as hell, basically. We're not and, even drinking. No, and seizures. So, basically, whatever this bacteria was, whatever this organism was, caused these dogs, these dogs, these birds to wig out. And the story caught his attention, and he was like, Oh, let me let, write a movie. Let's make this a movie. And it works, because that movie is pretty scary, considering... It's a timeless classic. It was made such a long time ago, but it is kind of a horrifying thought. And to this day, I if I see a flock of birds, a large flock of birds, I get a little nervous. <laughs> the only bad experience I've had with a bird was a seagull in California, and it shit on me. Yeah. And both of my kids saw it coming, and they fucking moved and let me get shit on. <laughs> they could have took one for the team, but no. We We're going to watch you get shit on by a fucking seagull and laugh about it. It's just like kids. We talked about that, actually, when we were doing the um superstitions. Yeah. And it turns out that it's good luck in, I think it's Russia. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't remember where my, I mean, how is that good luck to get shit on by a bird? I don't know. I guess it's the more positive <laughs> way of looking at things. <laughs> Um, the movie The Strangers. This movie, when it first came out, hold on, The Strangers. That's yes. the one that's got Liv Tyler. Tyler in yes, it. Okay. it was it, when I first watched I like it. That. It creeped me out. It creeped me out bad. Um, it's inspired and based on real events, including murders committed by the Manson family and the 1981 Ketty Cabin murders, which in which four people were killed by three masked assailants in a California resort town. <clears throat> The director was also inspired by an event that took place in his own life as a child when a stranger knocked on his door asking if a Tamara lived there. And that's the name that's used in the beginning of the movie when that girl shows up and knocks. She's like, is Tamara here? He used that. Oh. Um, the stranger was not let inside, but was fa- it was found out later that the person was linked to numerous burglaries in their neighborhood at that time. So that made it even more creepy that his... He almost let in a burglar, which could have, in turn, turned into something so much worse. And then we wouldn't even have a movie. Then we wouldn't have a movie. That's right. Huh. Yeah. And that is the end of our list. I do believe. So we are done with the movies. Yes, we are done with the movies. It's a good way to start out the the spooky month of October. Is to go over some of the... There's a lot more that are based on true true events. There's a lot more that are considered cursed. Um, they're a little more lesser known unless you're a big horror movie enthusiast. But I, if you are interested in watching something you've never seen before, look it up and just look up, you know, what movies are considered cursed and things like that and watch them and, yeah. you know, experience it for yourself. And then when you know the real backstory, it makes it like a lot more creepy because yeah. you know the movies are safe because it's it's make-believe it's filmed it's directed but there's nothing in life more terrifying than real monsters and those are human beings exactly and so when you finally have that as your inspiration for the movie and you know that that's where it came from that immediately <laughs> it's your turn to fall out the chair that immediately makes it a lot more scary yeah for sure and I'm pretty sure most of the scary movies, I say most, there's got to be a bit of truth behind every scary movie. There's, oh, even yeah. if it's, excuse me, even if it's just a little bit, you know, yeah. and then just build around that. Yeah. Unless you are a very sick and twisted individual to think up some of these. Well, like Stephen King, he he would make his movies and books from 
nightmares that he would have. And he had figured out if he ate sweets before dinner, it would cause him to have really weird dreams that were more vivid and he could remember. And that happens to me a lot, actually. I'll eat something sweet before bed and forget about it. And then I'll wake up having crazy nightmares. And I'm like, there's something to that. And I have every now and That's then. Crazy. If I if I've dreamed something good enough, I'll get my notepad the next morning and start writing. I don't it remember down before shit. I forget it. Ouch. So. Yeah. So, Pet Cemetery. Oh, There's a new such, one coming out. Yes, I think it's actually been released already. Um, I like the original. Mm-hmm. Kind of creepy, you know, because the little boy Gage. They mm-hmm. just that can fuck you up. Yeah, the book made me cry. Um. The second one wasn't bad. No, it's more of a cult classic, though. I yeah. enjoy it for what it is, but it's 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 turned into a cult classic. You're gonna wait and right. see how this one, yeah, turns out. And you I know. hated the remake. The remake that they did of Pet Cemetery infuriated me. I hated it. Is so that the much. one I'm thinking of then? I don't know. Where the little girl dies instead. Uh, they had the two kids. Oh yeah, that was the that was the remake. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's hated, the one I'm talking about. Hated the remake. The second one has um, I want to say it's that kid that played in the Terminator, mm. the boy from the Terminator. He's in gotcha. the second one. Um, and I it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of remakes. Some of them are good, but yeah, a lot of it them just really depends. Yeah, it depends. So okay, well that's gonna wrap up this episode. Woohoo! Um, and then we're going to start recording on more mm-hmm. for the remainder of the month. Might throw in a little extra things in there. Um, don't know. We're just going to see how it goes. <laughs> we're feeling spunky today. We do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> do what the hell we want to do. Can't tell us what to do. Uh, that sounds like Braylon whenever she comes back from her dad's house every time. You can't tell me what to do, mama. Bailey's like... Hope they got money for a dentist. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, all right. Well, with that being said, thank you for listening to Two Moms and the F-Bomb. Or, or Biscuits and Gravy. Yes. Um, I'm Crystal. I'm Natalie. And we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.